Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of the Best Life Moms Club and hosts of That Pregnancy Podcast. We are two moms with a bunch of kids under the age of three. Five to be exact. And we know firsthand how hard it is to be a mom. So we're talking about all the topics that no one ever talked to us about. And not only is it hard being a mom, but it can be lonely and isolating, which is another reason why we're here to help moms like you know that you're not alone. Now, it's important to know that we are not doctors or medical professionals in any way. So always talk to your doctor or healthcare provider with any questions or concerns about your health or the health of your baby. We are moms sharing our lived experience and talking about all things pregnancy and life as a mom. So let's have a chat. Hello and welcome to That Pregnancy Podcast. This week we're talking with Caitlin, one of the moms in our mommy mentorship program. She's talking about her pregnancy with her second son. This pregnancy was harder because she experienced some bleeding early on and had placenta previa, both of which we're going to discuss. If you enjoy this episode, you'll want to make sure you stay tuned for next week when we talk with Caitlin about her birth story. Before the episode, I just want to invite you to join our mommy mentorship program. Whether this is your first baby or your second or your third, you are invited. We want to make sure that every mom has the support she needs, the information she needs, and we feel that this program makes a huge difference in the life of new moms. So whether this is your first or your second or your third, please join us. Visit mommymentorship.com. With that, here's the episode. So this was your second time giving birth, your second pregnancy. You have an older son. Yep. This is the second one. Yeah. Two boys. Two boys. And so how older was your oldest son when you ended up giving birth? He was two and a half. Okay. So there's like a nice little... Nice age difference between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was he excited that he was becoming a brother? Um, I don't think he fully understood what was happening. I, like we explained it to him many times, showed him pictures. Um, we let him actually use a Doppler to try and find the baby's heartbeat. And he loved that. He That's pretended cool. he was... Yeah, he pretended it was a phone and that he was talking to the baby. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah, it it was. It was the cutest thing ever. And it just like melted my heart. I was like, Kevin, you need to like videotape this or or take pictures or do something because he's just like, he's so excited. Um, obviously that changed once he got here. <laughs> <laughs> which it sometimes does yeah yeah um but yeah no he was he had an idea that there was something but I don't I don't think he knew the, the magnitude of what he was about to become so that kind of makes sense right like you try to involve them but whether they actually get it or not <laughs> Yeah. That's a whole other story, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
And because of COVID, like I was the only one that was ever allowed to go to doctor's appointments or ultrasounds. So it's not like he could have come and listened to the heartbeat or seen the baby moving on the ultrasound machine. So how was this pregnancy for you? Because obviously with COVID, it caused some differences, but your pregnancy generally, was it okay? Were you healthy? Did you have any complications? Was it different than Lucas's pregnancy? Um, So I guess I'll start like at the beginning. Um, When he, I say he, because we know now that the baby was a boy, but we didn't at the time. Um, I think I was about eight weeks along, maybe less. And again, this was before like the true pandemic hit. So this was mid-February. We went down to Texas for one of my best friend's weddings. And with carrying everything through the, the airport and um, the stress of all of that, I ended up having some bleeding which was really scary. And like on our way there, as opposed to like on our way back. So your bleeding started on the way to Texas. Yes. For this way. Like in the air. Wow. So I got there and I was really distraught (laughs) to say the least. Um, I didn't know what to do. I don't know that there was much I could have done down there. That's terrifying. Yeah. I was very nervous and very upset and Kevin was trying to hold it together for the both of us. And so I told my friend as soon as I got there, um, just to like give her a heads up and eventually like it kind of subsided and slowed down. Like it was never like gushing. It was enough that I needed like a pad slash liner to wear. And so once we got back home, I called the doctor And at the time, my doctor wasn't in. Um, He might have been on holidays or something. So they set me up uh, an appointment with another doctor. And I sat down and she came in. And the way she made me feel (laughs) was like I was a complete idiot. And that I should have gone straight to the hospital. Because throughout that entire time, I had forgotten. And I know you wonder, how, how do you forget this? But my blood type is O negative. So I need my Rogam as soon as there's blood. Oh, I wouldn't have even, I wouldn't have thought of that. And it I'm negative too. It didn't even cross my mind at any point in time. And so she basically said that... She's like, what, what are you doing here? Like, you should have gone straight to the hospital when you called this morning. And the nurse on the phone didn't even tell me to go to the hospital when I called to make the appointment. And so in a panic, I called Kevin and told him, like, look, I'm going to the hospital. <laughs> um, I don't know what you want me to tell you, but you're going to have to, like, take care of Lucas until I can get back. And I sat at the hospital, I think, till like nine or 10 o'clock at night, 
waiting for an ultrasound to see like if everything was all right and to run tests. And even then I had to go back the next day. They didn't have an ultrasound technician working. So they kind of just like did a quick check and yeah, I had to go back the next day to. So hold on. So you sat and waited and then at the end of all that, there was no technician. Yeah. No. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they ended up giving me my Rogam just to be on the safe side. I mean, I guess at this point, like I will still never know until or if we decide to have another baby, if it actually helped or whether I was too late and will now have problems if you have the antibodies in your system yeah because once you create once the blood trans transfers your body starts creating the antibodies because Mm -hmm. it sees it as a foreign agent those antibodies exist forever um because the other thing is that i now know is grayson is a positive if our blood did cross there is a higher likelihood Whereas like Lucas is a negative. So you have a higher risk of having RH incompatibility in pregnancy, which is what our friend Jess had. And we actually did an earlier podcast episode about that. That's when, that's when the mother has a negative blood type and the baby has a positive blood type and they're incompatible. They can't cross over. Yeah, exactly. So with that, spotting i don't know if our blood did cross so it ended up being a tear in my placenta i believe it was right near the umbilical cord that it was tearing but it ended up healing itself as it progressed it was okay yeah they monitored it and made sure that like there was no more issues with it um and they continued to ask me at at each of my appointments like if there was any more bleeding. You know, what's crazy is that um, Finn had a tear in his placenta as well. Oh, really? um, but I never had any bleeding like that came out, but the tear was found on an ultrasound, an early ultrasound, which is why when I went, they didn't think that it would survive. My doctor essentially said, you know, call me when you have a miscarriage because there was a tear in his placenta too, but it wow. healed and it was fine. It's, it's crazy what the female body does. Right? Yeah. Yeah. After that stress, how was the rest of your pregnancy? Um, well, at that point, the pandemic hit. Um, so my appointments went from the one or two in person that I, that I got um, to all over the phone until I got switched to my OB. The only positive thing that came out of, out of the pandemic in terms of OBs versus uh, family doctors was OBs were taking on um, their pregnant patients earlier in the pregnancy. So I got in, I think it was around 
15, 16 weeks, which is a lot earlier than I had been taking on with Lucas with my first. Yeah, that is earlier because depending on the OB in your health region, but sometimes you don't see like see an OB until 28 or 30 weeks if you have a healthy pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I was happy that I could go in person. Did you have the same OB that you had with Lucas? Yeah, so my OB actually delivered Lucas and then I went back to him um, with Grayson. It was nice to have a familiar face. Yeah, but you would have had two very different experiences, right? Because so many moms, like if it's your first baby, you don't know what to expect when it comes to to appointments and checkups. You know that, that it's strange or it's different mm-hmm. than it used to be, but you don't know what to expect. Did you find it a lot harder to have to do everything kind of by yourself, like all your appointments were by yourself when you kind of compare the two? Um, yeah, I would definitely say it was harder. Um, I think it was harder on both Kevin and I, because with Lucas, Kevin didn't miss an appointment. He was literally at every single one. He would leave work early if he had to. Uh, his boss was fine with that. And he, he didn't miss an appointment. Whereas with Grayson, he didn't go to a single appointment. Never saw Grayson on an ultrasound video or anything. That's really hard. That must have been hard for both of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when all I wanted was to have him there and and be part of it. But um, yeah, the first time that Kevin heard a heartbeat was in our living room. And other than that, he wouldn't have heard a single heartbeat on anything which was I think part of the hardest at least for him did you find that this pregnancy like obviously every pregnancy is different but was it easier or harder on you physically like because you've already been through it a lot harder yeah significantly harder um I even So with this pregnancy, I actually went to a chiropractor um, fairly regularly. And so that helped a lot, but I developed um, lightning groin. Is that what it's called? Lightning crotch? Lightning crotch. Thanks. Um, Yeah, it was so painful. I would literally sit on ice packs just to feel better. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) it was so sore I hardly did any walking because I couldn't it just hurt um and often many nights I went to sleep with an ice pack between my legs and so you didn't experience that with Lucas no not not to that degree like it felt like Grayson's head was right there all the time and just like pushing down Oh, that sounds, that sounds painful. Yeah. Yeah. I also had, um, my placenta with Grayson was on my belly side. So I often didn't feel him moving. An anterior placenta. Yes. That's it. So like when I, 
first started to think that I felt Grayson moving, it was always, it felt like gas bubbles going up my back. And that's what you had said the other day, Katie. In the mommy mentorship during our weekly live event, talking about it. It's a really strange feeling, like, especially when you're used to so much belly movement and feeling every kick and punch and such on your belly and now only being able to feel it at your back it really makes you second guess whether like things are okay yeah a hundred percent we were also talking about it last week's episode as well of the podcast that's what yeah that's what i yeah. thought yeah, yeah i couldn't remember if it was the podcast or we actually live in the group we actually talked about it in both spaces within a week of each other <laughs> I was say, we just talk about things so often it all gets all mixed up but yeah they all start to blend together but you're totally right Caitlin it is really hard to like and kind of unnerving and really stressful when you're used to having a lot of belly movement a lot of kicks and then all of a sudden you have an anterior placenta and the movement is muffled and hard to detect yeah exactly The other thing about my placenta was that I, it was covering the exit. As in your cervix, you mean? Yes. And so I was at higher risk of having to have a C-section. Only needed to move, I think, two centimeters, which really doesn't seem like a lot, but I'm not the biggest of people and my, I don't think I grew too much but I was very nervous that my belly wouldn't grow enough to move the placenta out of the way and it ended up being out of the way by like five centimeters so it lucked out that I didn't have to have a scheduled c-section so your your placenta was you had placenta previa which is a low-lying placenta close or on the cervix right yes it was marginally covering and that's where my OB's concern was. You know, what's crazy is I also was told that I had placenta previa with Maeve. <laughs> I had a low lying, uh, a low lying placenta close, not partially covering, but lower. And so like through all of my pregnancy, like through most of the pregnancy, I was like, okay, we got to get this baby. We got to get this placenta moving. Like as you grow, right. It mm-hmm. just naturally often raises up and it, resolves itself so I was like okay we got to get this growing we got to get this moving and then I went for a late ultrasound probably it was definitely a third trimester ultrasound but I went for so many I don't remember and the tech was like why are you here I was like oh we have to check to see like how far my placenta's moved she's like your placenta was never a placenta (laughs) previa she was like it was never low no low lying like oh my gosh so apparently my doctor misread read the the measurement wrong and it was on the wrong line oh oh my gosh yeah so but yes i also went through pregnancy thinking i had placenta thinking you did that's crazy caitlin thank you so much for joining us and sharing your pregnancy experience and how it differed um you definitely had some some big struggles uh, throughout your pregnancy and uh, it's really great to share with other women who are also experiencing the same difficulties so thank you so much for being so open and honest about things 
I just want to quickly remind our listeners that Caitlin will be joining us again next week where she'll be sharing her birth story. So you'll definitely want to tune in for that. Until next week.